Welcome into another episode of Froggy Wednesdays on the Stripe Show podcast. And uh, it's brought to you by Encore Golf. Encore designs high-performance golf balls for players of all skill levels and swing speeds. Get fitted for your perfect golf ball today at EncoreGolf.com. So we are joined today by, I'm telling you, I met Charles couple weeks ago super great dude i know he loves golf and there's so much going on in the golf world lady antebellum star songwriter performer you name it he does it all charles kelly thank you so much for your time man i'm glad to be here man anytime talk about music and golf i'm in i know so uh i uh, i'm not gonna i'm it's gonna sound like i'm blowing smoke up your rear end but i'm really not i saw you a couple weeks ago uh, here where I am in Jacksonville, what an amazing show you guys thank put on. You, thank you, man. It's, it's just good to be out there again. Honestly, it's, uh, you know, just to be able to kind of uh, have that new appreciation, you know, being off the road for, for a couple of years. I mean, that was the first time as a band we'd ever, you know, had that much time off. And, um, I tell you, you just don't realize how much you miss it till, till you're kind of forced not to be able to do it. But, uh, but it's a lot of fun too. You know, I think we were talking backstage that night, you know, uh, be it 15 years as a band, you know, it's just, it's 15 years worth of, uh, of, of songs, you know, thanks to you guys at, at country radio and these hits, you know, it's an hour and a half, two hour show full of, full of songs people are singing along to. And, you know, that took a, that took a lot of years to get there. And, uh, it just feels kind of cool that we're, that we're, you know, kind of to that point where, uh, you know, I remember growing up, not growing up, I'm sorry, when we started, open up for like Tim McGraw and all these, you know, huge artists, Keith Urban, it was like, man, every song is a hit and it's kind of right. cool to feel like we're, you know, we're kind of oh, you're there. somewhat in that, you know, no, in that range. You're there. You're in the range. <laughs> I tell you, it's funny. Um, I've worked in pop radio for a long, long, long time and now doing pop and country, both uh, radio stations. Yep. I'll never forget. I was working in Miami at a station called Y100 and it's a hardcore legendary top 40 radio station and need you now came out Yeah, and we played need you now a hundred times a week on a top 40 <laughs> that song crossed over yeah. and completely changed it it made it so we could play rascal flats we could play yeah. carrie underwood before he cheats all those songs crossed over and need you now to this day when you hear those piano notes the very first three that bum 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 i mean it, it sends chills up my spine that night yeah. it was Thank just you, i waited that night till the end yeah to hear that song i knew it was going to be the last song it was yeah. it was just as awesome as i thought it was going to be but some songs transcend the genre that they start in and that's one of those songs that will yeah. forever live no matter where it is oh it's 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 a big one for us it's it's a tough one to live up to honestly after that you know but it was uh just opened up so many doors and um, you know, and, and just fortunate that we've been able to kind of, you know, uh, I would say that really jump started kind of the longevity, uh, journey that we're on right now. Did you have any idea when you're writing that song of, I mean, obviously you, you write songs, you think, Hey, this song's good. Yeah. This song's great. Did you have any idea it would do what it did? No, not at all. I mean, I mean, it was even one of the last songs we chose for the record because we had never really done a full demo of it. We just had this kind of really crummy work tape that we'd recorded off our, um, computer and so it didn't really sound it, it, it still had some holes some of the harmonies weren't worked out and um and we were like oh let's just give it a shot and see and once we cut it we knew it was going to be cool we didn't think it was going to be the first single at all we were like you know they're going to want to come out with a you know a rocking tempo and then maybe you know maybe this could be a second or third single and um and the minute the uh, label heard the first batch of songs they were like just they kept saying, play that one again, play that one again. So that's always the good sign. 
It really is. That's such, such a great song. And it really changed the, the trajectory of Lady Antebellum. Yeah, it, no it question made, about it. It made you guys who you are. And then you, like you said, you have followed it up with other songs that are yeah. just as good. Well, thank you, man. I mean, it's, you know, I think for us, it was, it's, it's, you know, you can never compare the rest of the songs to that song success. It just had, it was kind of on a life of its own, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, so proud of the music. I mean, gosh, one of the most recent ones that we've put out, you know, what if I never get over you as one that like, we really try to kind of get back to some of that sound of need you now. And man, that's one of my favorites, one of the new ones that we have, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just been it's such a crazy journey, you know, and I'm about to have my 40th birthday here soon. And, and it's just like, you know, I still feel like there's so much more music in us. And, uh, you know, we oh, started yeah. this in our early twenties and, um, but I am for the first time starting to feel a little bit older now because <laughs> the, the music business keeps you young or at least mentally feeling like you're young, but this year out there on the road, I'm like, I'm like, oh, takes me a couple of days to 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 recover and get back to road shape, fighting shape out here. Yeah, and that heat takes a toll on you too. I know that yeah. when you were here in Jacks, there had been some talk about playing golf, but it was too, it was just too damn hot to play golf. Way day. too hot, way too hot. Yeah, I had some buddies there who wanted to play, and I was like, no, nah, not not today. <laughs> now, how did you? I know you golf took over in your life at a very young age, and then you got a guitar. How did how did golf become so important to you? Well, I mean, I grew up in Augusta, Georgia. It was, you know, that's oh, okay. a, obviously home of the Masters. Um, and my oldest brother, John, he played, um, he's about 10 years older than me. He played at Wake Forest. And he's, so that's a really, really like top, you know, golf school. And right. so, you know, I always looked up to your, you know, you always look up to your older brother. And uh, so that's was kind of one of the things that we started doing pretty early. Um, and, you know, I was a pretty solid little junior golfer, but a minute my brother and I, he got a guitar and I got a little set of drums when I was 12, 13, we started playing in bands and slowly but surely golf, you know, it kind of, it was pretty obvious to me that I wasn't going to be any, you know, any college golfer. So I just enjoy it, you know, and music kind of took the, the focus, but, uh, but music and golf pretty much has always been kind of my two loves. Like I crave those two things so much. Like I crave the stage and I absolutely like, can't get enough of getting out on the golf course. Do you get to watch much golfer in the road? I do. I watch a lot. I, I had a moment like a phase. I don't know when it was probably like when we were first starting with a band where I didn't really play that much golf and I was so focused and just like writing songs already. And I didn't really care about the game at all. I wasn't playing much. And then after about three or four years in, into it, once we felt kind of settled in, I started kind of, I joined a little club here, here in Nashville and I started picking the game up and in like over the past 10 years, just the obsession has just, you know, grown even more. And I mean, I don't think there's a golf tournament I miss ever. I mean, even, exactly. I don't care what it is. I mean, it could be the, you know, I don't know the something down in Sanderson farms Ch open. You're like, I'm yeah, watching I, I know I'm trying, I don't want to throw in any, any tournaments under no. the bus, but there's some in there where you're like, why am I watching this? But I just, I don't know. I enjoy it. I do. I love it as well. Do you ever find yourself on the bus, like kind of practicing your swing in a mirror or working on something? No, not really. I'm not much of a practicer. I found that honestly for me, like I have zero patience. That's probably why I, uh, I've, I've plateaued, plateaued in my game is, <laughs> is I get up there and be like, man, I'm, I'm going to go, go to the range for, you know, spend, spend all day and work on my game. And I get up on the range, I'll spend 15 minutes and I'm just like, 
this is, I, I got to play. It doesn't mean anything, you know? So, uh, and, and you know, you might hit it great on the race. It doesn't matter unless you go out there and you got some money on the line with your buddies. That's when you, that's how you, for me, that's how our practice is. Right. Just, I got to get out there and play and see how it works in action. Yeah. We're definitely going to get into the money games because I know there's some money <laughs> going on uh, when you played. Were you able to watch much of the tour championship this week? I did. I got to watch a lot of that. And, um, you know, Last obviously, week, I should say. yeah, I watched a lot of uh, football too. We had the, the, the Georgia Clips again game so i had to balance my time but uh but yeah that was that was great to watch man i actually had i had a little side bet on justin thomas early on because you know he was he was i think somewhere probably down in the middle of the pack and yeah you know it's a little better odds so i was like man i want to i have a feeling justin thomas is going to just get out there and light it up and he almost did man he almost gave him a little run for his money but uh it's tough to beat those two Rom and Cantley right now are just, I mean, those, those two guys in particular are just absolutely on fire. There's so many guys that are right now. I think this is probably the healthiest the game has been in a long time, you know, cause you know, with tiger gone, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of was like lost a little interest there for right. a while. And just to see all these other, other guys step up and, 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 you know, it's anybody's game right now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it's definitely as deep as it probably has ever been right now with talent yep. because there are so many guys. But, you know, the week before at the BMW, that playoff with Bryson and, and Cantlay yeah. was absolutely, I mean, just epic. I know. And then for Cantlay to be able to put that behind him. I know. The, 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 just the mental toll that must have taken. And then to know what's on the line, $15 million. Yeah, he had a two-shot lead, which I definitely want to get in and talk to you about the scoring yeah. in, the, in the FedEx Cup. But um, – to then be able to go to the tour championship with all that pressure and perform once again and make putt after putt after putt. Yeah. That bogey putt on 17, a, a six footer downhill sliding. Oh, I know. Yeah. He just jars it right in the center. He, oh. I mean, it, it, it's otherworldly. Oh, yeah. I mean, just what she, I, you know, I've got to admit, he's not the most exciting golfer to watch. So for a while, he was kind of was under my radar, um, off my radar. And, and, you know, now just kind of seeing that you're like, well, that's just his process. That's yeah. his personality. And, and you can appreciate that, and which there's so many different, you know, personalities out there right now, which makes it fun. I mean, you got your Bryson, you got your, you know, Kepka's and, and, <laughs> and you got the, the, the love and the hate all around, which some of that to me is, is getting a little silly. And I think, you know, almost some of it feels a little, little old high school bullyish uh, yeah. at times. I think they got to kind of clean that up, but uh, it's, it's still fun. It's good for the game. <laughs> it is. It's kind of, it makes for a fun Ryder cup watch. I mean, yeah. we're, we're obviously intrigued because it's USA versus Europe, but now within our own team, we've got yeah. going on. I mean, <sighs> do you pair Bryson and Brooks together at any point? I don't know. I don't think so. If uh, to me, I mean, which is why I think you got to get some guys in there that everybody loves as your picks not just pick the some of the best players you got to get some guys that you think will fire up the rest of the guys like a kevin kisner and some of these people that just you, you can kind of tell that everybody loves on tour and uh those kind of guys I, I think is is what that's all about it it, it takes you, you need somebody that has kind of a team mentality not necessarily this individual you know kind of kind of outlook on the game yeah, the Ryder Cup picks are coming out later today. So uh, I'm I'm pulling for somebody. We've actually got him scheduled next week here on the podcast. He's a Georgia boy, Harris English. Oh yeah, oh, I think Harris I, is a great pick for sure. I think I, I wouldn't know how you wouldn't wouldn't pick Harris. Um, I know my boy Kisner. Uh, he's probably the the golfer out there that I'm closest with. He uh, he also was Georgia boy, and uh, we play in the AT and T 
Pebble Beach out there together, the Pro-Am. And so uh, I'm always rooting for him. I think he'd be a great pick, honestly. I mean, he's he's just a – he's a grinder, you know. And um, But, but yeah, they definitely need to mix it up a little bit. I mean, just th- – th- there's got to be a little bit of that uh, edge, uh, you know, into it and, 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 and have a little fun with it as well, you know. And I think some of those guys will help bring that. Yeah, and I think it's going to be key on on USA being plugged into the Ryder Cup. I, I, yeah. I enjoy Ryder Cup, but it always seems to me like Europe wants it a little more than well. Well, that's, that's what I mean. They're they're superstars. They don't care for them. I mean, it's like I mean I know they do. Don't give me that. This is I didn't want that to come off the wrong way. I don't think they care as much as right. as as the Europeans because they're such superstars already, um, and. There, that's why they, you know. I mean, I'd be surprised if, if, if you go ahead and take the golfers from ranked around fifty to seventy-five and get and get a handful of those guys in there that they wouldn't perform better just because right. they're hungry and they're you know and and it it I don't know we'll see. Yeah, I mean, it it, it always seems like Ian Poulter. Ian yeah. Poulter kind of hangs around Mills. He's Road. awesome. He's a great player fun guy however Ryder cup comes and that guy makes every yeah. single putty looks yeah fun. he's just fun to watch that's again that's why i like my boy kiss i think he would be awesome that was a great i'm telling you the way he won the tournament that wyndham yeah that was so sick yeah that last shot he stuck in there and then rolled that putt in after yeah god had missed a putt I-, I know he had to stand around a long time you can bet your ass he was thinking about how yeah. got missed i don't want to do the same thing Oh no! I was texting him ironically the the day before, and I said, uh, "I said, all right, man. There's no pressure. You might as well just go out there." And then he actually got in the playoff, and I was like, "Oh gosh!" And uh, I watched every bit of that. It was that was awesome. So I, I try to I try to watch uh, anytime he's in it. Really, you know, watch every shot. Now, as you guys travel around the country, Charles, do you get to play a lot of golf when you're on the road? Because I know, like right now, yeah. you're on a thirty city tour. And, and it's, you know, three or four days a week. Are you, do you have a chance to play? Uh, yeah. When it's, I, I try to get out once a weekend. I, if I go out there, I mean, when, when I was on the road with Darius and I, we did some co-headlining t- uh, dates with him. Um, we did a whole tour about three or four years ago. And then back in the 2013, we did a tour together. And so when he's out on the road, I play a lot because he gets out every single day. And really? I mean, I, I can't do it every day. I, it takes it out of me. I, and you know, some days I kind of feel like I got need to, kind of work out or just write or relax, sleep in. Right. But, um, so I try to get out there once, once a, uh, once a weekend. And, um, this last weekend I got to play Oakmont with a couple of really good buddies of mine and you start, you know, which is a cool thing. You start meeting some of these, these, these guys around these different courses and, you know, it's like through a friend, through a friend, like, Hey, I heard you're going to be in Pittsburgh. My buddy is a member at Oakmont. Do you want to play? And the next thing you know, you become really close friends with these guys and, um, you know, and it's, it's a fun, you know, kind of little symbiotic thing. It's like, Hey man, go out there, play Oakmont, bring your family back backstage. Y'all have some drinks, have fun, you know? And so it's kind of a cool uh, thing. You know, every time you come to these places now, you kind of got a, a good group of friends that you can kind of get out there with. Okay. Well now from now on, next time you come to Jack, I know you probably <laughs> yeah. don't need to hook up. I'm sure you uh, have one, uh, TPC Sawgrass is definitely, yeah, man. I'm, I would love to, honestly, if it was it, it, I would have played this last time, but it was, I mean, I think it was like a hundred degrees that day. I'm, I, I'm not going to play it a hundred. Have you played TPC Sawgrass before? I, I played it one time way back in the day. Um, it was actually, it was uh, Lady A 
and then Miranda Lambert and Kenny Chesney. So it was really early on. I think it was like 2010. So I was just starting to pick the game back up again. And, um, and so, uh, yeah, I got to go out there with some of Miranda's, uh, band and, and we played it. Um, but I don't remember a ton about it. So I, so I'm looking forward to kind of getting back there and, and seeing. So we definitely got it. Yeah. And if you want to come down for the, have you ever come to the players? I haven't yet. I want to. Oh, that's a great tournament to come to. It's a lot of fun. It really is. The players yeah. play it's every March. Uh, so I don't know where oh, you guys yeah. are. I'm, I think now this tour will be over uh, by March, but hell, you could be on a new tour by then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so what are the favorite uh, of, of the golf courses that you played as you've traveled around the country? I know you've played Augusta a bunch of times. Um, what is the favorite place you played? I mean, Augusta's top. Um, I mean, I would say second is, I mean, I think Pebble Beach is just, I mean, I've gotten to play Pebble Beach in Cyprus. I personally like Pebble Beach more than Cyprus um, and got to play Pound Valley a couple of times, which is honestly right up there. I mean, all those, I will say it's pretty, I, I've been really lucky the past, I would say five years and a lot of it thanks to Darius Rucker. You know, he's helped me with, you know, meet some guys and get to play, you know, a lot of these bucket list golf courses. Right. Um, and, um, you know, it really has been pretty amazing, but I mean, Augusta Nationals at the top. Um, and talk about you know, Augusta, guys. I know you've played it a lot and I yeah. know you've seen it and you grew up there. Talk about playing Augusta National. Is it as amazing as they say it is? It, it just, I mean, it, it's just perfect. I mean, obviously, Pine Valley is one that you love because it's much more natural, but it's crazy manicured. And, but it, but the rest of the landscape, it's very natural and it's, uh, you know, it's old school and that's what makes that so special. And then I would say the Gusta National is kind of the complete opposite where everything is just perfect and it feels fantasy like. I mean, you really don't feel like this is real. I mean, there's not a blade of grass out of place. Um, and growing up in Augusta, I mean, it was one of those things, I, you know, I, ne- I never got invited until I started playing music. So it was like, it was always a dream, like, gosh, if I could ever get over those gates and get to play that golf course. And, uh, I even worked at the tournament, you know, worked on the range and it was always a dream of mine to play it. So there's a lot of that, you know, uh, playing into it too, for, for me, but, uh, but man, there's just, I don't know how to describe it. There's just nothing like it. It's just so pretty. The logo, every, I mean, everything about right. it is just like the ultimate the upper echelon of golf. Have you played well when you play there? I have. I've, I've been really fortunate. I've played there a lot just because, you know, it's hometown boy, you know, kind of done good. So you get to meet some of the local members. And I've been doing a lot of, with with a band lady, I've been, we've been doing a lot of charity stuff down there for the first tee. And so, um, you know, a lot of times when we'll go down there and, and do a show, um, you know, some of the members that are a part of, uh, that charity, you know, be like, Hey man, love to have you out. And, you know, you start to get to know a lot of these guys that are just awesome, awesome human beings and, and get to know their families. And so I've gotten to play it a lot, but, um, I've, I've had some really bad rounds and I've had a couple like of my greatest rounds, uh, ever there. So it was, I've broken 80, um, about three times there, which is pretty cool. So it's, well, it's not an incredibly tough golf course from the men's tees where they, you know, where they, where they put you, it's just the green. So if you can get over that and just trust your caddy, I mean, he's like, tap it here. And you're like, there's no way it's going to do that. And you just, you have to, you, you learn that you just have to trust them. And so I've, I've been pretty, pretty, pretty lucky to get uh, one of my best rounds. There was actually, I was out there with Kisner Darius and I were doing uh, uh Kisner's uh, first charity event and it was me and him and one of my best friends, 
and uh, this member called Barry Story who, who took us out there and it was just like a magical day. I bogeyed the first hole and I was like, here we go again. And the second hole, that par five, I, I knocked a four iron up to like six feet, made the eagle. And I was like, wow. I was like, ooh, this could be a good day. And then it just kind of, you know, just making putts. Right. Yeah, that's all. That's all it is. Putting is everything. And, and it was one of those days where every six footer went in and, you know, and didn't get myself in any trouble. I think I didn't lose one ball that day. And it's like, wow. that's, that's, you know, those are those kind of crazy days that you live for. Yeah, that's I'm the day a, you want to have there. Yeah. And I'm a five. I mean, like, so you, you, you put a five handicap on a course like that. They're probably going to shoot 82, 81, you know, right. most times, um, probably 86. If it's the first time, just cause your hands are, I mean, you're so nervous, right. but, uh, but you know, fives can get lucky. You know, I can, if I get hot, I can make, you know, four birdies on a day, you know, it just cause it just happened to, you know, the putter happens to be working. Right. Wow. I know you say you play the, uh, AT&T pro-am a lot. Yeah. What's more nerve wracking to you? So <laughs> I, get you that. Are, I get that question a lot. You're standing on the first tee. You yep. got a tee off. There's people obviously lining the fairways or yeah. walking out to a stadium show and there's 70,000 people waiting on you huh. to sing. It's no, no question. I mean, trying to hit a golf ball in front of 10 people watching is nerve wracking. <laughs> I it just, uh, especially, you know, the, the first time I went out there, you, you, then afterwards you realize these people aren't expecting you to play good. They're here to watch the the pros and they're here for you to sign some autographs and maybe bring some entertainment. Right. Um, and so, you know, the first year was really nerve wracking. And after that, I go out there and just have a blast, man. I have some drinks. <laughs> I'll wake up and have some Bloody Marys and get myself loosened up and have a good time. And, um, you know, uh, I finally made the cut this uh, last time I played it. Uh, they didn't have the event this last year, but the year before, I finally got to make the cut. So that was kind of a, a big deal because it's like 150 teams. And then, you know, I think only 25 make it. And usually it's the, the really high handicappers. And so I, I had to kind of, you and your pro kind of have to ham and egg it pretty good. And, and we did. You usually play with Kisner? Yep. 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 I played with Tommy two gloves the first year. And then, uh, and then kids and I got to know each other shortly after that. And, uh, and yeah, he's, so we've, we've been doing it. He's my boy. It's fun. Now, I know you've played a lot with, uh, Jake Owen, who's a yep. friend of the podcast as well. Yep. You said you played with Darius. Who Who's the favorite person you played with out on tour? I mean, Darius and I are probably just, we're just such close buddies. I mean, I would say both. I mean, Jake, Jake and Darius both are, are like really close golf buddies. Jake and I play a lot here in, in, in Nashville and Jake's the best golfer of us all hands down. Okay. That was the um, next question. Who, yeah. Who, who is the best golfer? in? He's, here? he's great. Apparently Dustin Lynch, who I haven't gotten to play with, but, uh, um, you know, we're always at these events together, different uh, charity, you know, uh, fundraisers and stuff. But he, uh, I haven't, I still haven't gotten to play golf with him, but they say he's pretty amazing. Jake, Jake's just kind of inconsistent. <laughs> I've played with Jake where he shot 69 and I've played with Jake when he shot 89 because he's, you know, he's so long, he blowing the ball all, all, you know, OB. So, but, but if, but if Jake, wanted to play and practice and really grind it out. Like he's the guy that like his golf swing looks like, like the pros, you know, mine, I've got kind of a homemade swing. And when I'm playing a lot, I can compete with Jake, but when I'm not playing a lot, he's going to beat the brakes off me. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know what is he's Jake, Jake does a big charity event here yeah. in, uh, in Vero beach down in Florida. And uh, so golf is really, really close and near and dear to him. Yep. And 
he actually could have played. I believe he could have gotten a golf scholarship and played at Florida oh, State. That doesn't surprise me at all. He was that good, but he, he yeah. got injured and it didn't work out and whatever. I think, but, he, I think he chose right. Yeah. That's He's a, done okay. Yeah. Because yeah. now you get to enjoy the game and not have a lot of stress. But, you know, yeah. I mean, it's so funny. It's like all the golfers on tour want to be musicians and all the musicians wish they were on on, on the PGA Tour. That that love of golf, at least. Yeah, and they, they, you know, it's exactly right. It's always that I want to be doing what I'm not doing. Yep. I want to be doing what I almost can do and I can't do. Yep. But, you know, these tour players, I think a lot of people don't realize just how amazingly talented these tour players are you see it firsthand at the AT&T oh and they're I mean they all just depending again on putts it's the difference between you know making an extra putt or two a day or you know some little break happening that you know happen to hit a tree and not go and just the it's amazing to me the amount of tiny little nuances that uh that separate you know the the top 50 from the rest and uh you know, and that's, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It, it, it seems like a grind to me. I mean, it really does. I mean, they, when they see our schedule, that seems like a grind to them, but I'm like, this is, this is cake, man. We get to go travel around get done, hop on a bus and sleep through the night and, you know, do it again. And so uh, it's just, you know, I don't like, I can have a bad show. I'm still getting paid that night. If they, if they have a bad round, you know, Right. And if you have a bad show, most people probably don't know you had a bad show. You, you know, you did. I've had a few where like, where I had like a sinus infection. And and after like the second song, I was like, I I mean, like my voice just went out completely. And I was like, I I don't know what to do. And luckily that's the nice thing about being in a group, but those are not fun, man. When the, you know, I've had about a, 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 a four or five in our career where I just absolutely couldn't sing at all. And, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you kind of power through it and, and, you know, you learn how to take care of your voice, you know, a lot more sleep is the key, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot easier though than, than I think having to make, you know, grind over four or five footers every day. Oh yeah. And the whole world's watching. They know when you're not playing well. Yeah. Wait, let's be honest. You know, us amateurs, we don't have to grind over too many short putts. That's one of those, ah, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Yeah. I'll look at my buddy. Is this good? He's like, no, I'm like, really? I know. I love that. There's nothing like putting a little social pressure. What, um, what's the most money you've seen exchange? Oh, I'm not, I'm not. I know you've seen some, but I know you've been a part of some big ones. Well, I'm not going to say what the number is, but Darius and I, Darius loves to gamble. And Darius and I on our last tour had a, uh, had a long running bet from the beginning of the tour to the end that we weren't going to pay out each day. We were just going to let the tab go. And so we played, uh, we played like a hundred a hole and, you know, and, and it was just one of those years where I was just playing so much and I just played my butt off and, um, and we just played straight up and it was just, I don't know. It was just one of those things. And so, so you won. So I, I was up, I was up pretty good. And it was like one of the last shows we had and it was the Georgia South Carolina game and South Carolina was getting like 10 points. And again, right. this is just how confident uh, it, Darius is in his, uh, game cocks. And he, and he went double or nothing straight up. Didn't even want the points or anything. And Georgia just beat the brakes off of him. So he ended up having to pay me that night and he, I'm literally going on stage and he hands me an envelope. And I was like, do you just have this just like sitting around on your, bu- your bus? He goes, and of course he gave me some, you know, 
like I'm rich, you know? And I was like, yeah, he doesn't have to split things three ways. I don't, I don't have cash just sitting on my bus in the back and it's some back safe, you know, like, uh, like Darius does. So he hasn't gotten back into that envelope at all. And man, we, you know what? We're, we kind of, after that, don't really gamble too heavy anymore. We just have fun. I think, you know, but he, he takes me out of Troubadour a lot when I, when he's in, you know, when I'm in, back in town. And so we, we've been seeing each other a lot. So, um, you know, especially nothing else, there was nothing else to do over the past two years oh. for us. So it was a lot of golf, which I mean, luckily it didn't shut golf down. I would have really, I probably would have driven my family insane if I didn't have that. Oh, I'm with you. My wife would say to me when we were in, uh, in quarantine, can you just go to the golf course today? Like, <laughs> just, can't you go and practice? Don't you have, like, I Ugh. see you watching YouTube videos. Yeah. Like, can't you go practice some of that stuff at the golf course? So, I mean, <laughs> but that's it. I mean, that, that's, even when I'm not watching golf on TV or doing yeah. a podcast here, I love to watch YouTube videos. I try yeah. stuff. I do stuff. Like, I'm always working on something in my swing. Are you doing that too? I mean, I, I, I I'm really bad about working on something while I'm on the course, you know, it, which is uh, such a bad habit of doing is like, if the first two holes don't go well, it's like, Oh man, all right, I need to, nah, I need to ch- take my arm and make sure. To, and then if the next couple holes that doesn't work, then it's like, Oh, I'm going to do the gym. Fear, take the club way out and slide it under. And you're just like, just stick with one swing and go. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a maddening game, but, um, I don't know. It sure is. It sure is fun. It's addictive. What do you struggle with most in your game? Like, what is your what, what is your um, heel? Putty, hands down. Um, it used to be chipping, and um, oh, I can't I, chipper. I'm the worst chipper ever. Dude, if, I, if we're ever in a game together, yeah. off the green, you bet your house that I'm not getting. Well, you know what I did, um, which changed my game. I got a this uh, Titleist 62 degree, mm-hmm. and it's got a ton of bounce. And I can just open that thing up and especially out of a bunker and just feel like I can just get as aggressive as I want to. And because before it was a lot of hesitation and I, you know, and I'd sit there and dig and I, it was, you know, chunk or I try to help the ball. uh, Yeah. And that's the worst thing you do. And honestly, I literally take that 62 degree and I even look like an inch behind the ball sometimes because with the bounce, it won't, it's got so much bounce. It won't dig under the ground as right. much and chunk. It like just pops. So you literally, I don't even look at the ball. I look like an inch behind the ball and I just literally get aggressive and it has changed my game, but putting, um, I can get a little, uh, I can get a little, you know, what little yippy on oh, yeah. the old putts. So I, um, you How many know, I've, do you have? Cause everybody goes, oh, I've got, putter. I've got, I've got long putters. I've got the, the all of it um but finally i have settled on on, on something i like it's old school you know ghost putter and i do the claw and i, okay, I so that I'm, was my next question your grip, yeah have you you've changed your grip as well oh yeah oh yeah i can't do it i can't putt with a regular grip it is mm-hmm. it's it's gonna be yips all day if i do that so you claw it so your right hand is you kind it's of just, take it between your thumb and your finger. And I'm trying to pay it. All I'm trying to pay attention, pay attention to is my left hand. The right one's what gets me in trouble. That's the one that usually twists a lot. And so if I could just keep that out of it, that's what I figured out at least. It's amazing how you can find like one little thing. Yeah. And then, and then tell me this, do you ever get the, oh, I got it figured out. I know what it is. I <laughs> oh, got it. I'm good. Of course. And you go to the golf course and you're so confident. Yeah. And it's just like, what happened? I mean, go out there and, and, and I mean, 
I'll shoot 72 and be like, that's it. Call my buddies. I'm like, coming to the member guest, dude. I'm coming in hot. This is the best I've ever played. Go out there and shoot 85. I mean, it's just the way the game is, man. It's uh, for me too. If I don't start out making some putts Mm -hmm. the rest of the day, it's in my head. Like if I, if I go ahead and yank up, you know, yank a putt for, you know, save par on the first hole, three or four footer, I'm like, thinking about it for the next right. few holes. So. Same way. I'm exact same way. Do you get to top golf much when you're on the road? Cause you know, yeah, yeah. Golf course, you can go to top, top golf is really, I, oh, yeah, I love it, man. A big proponent of the game. Oh, I think it's great. I mean, just, you know, golf should be fun. I mean, I, you know, I, I couldn't do it every day. I mean, cause I'll, you know, I, I like to have a little bit more of the, you know, the traditional uh, play of it, but like we had a, one of our, our, I would say it's probably our second or third weekend out on the road. We had a little tour party at a Top Golf. They've been so amazing. They take such good care of us. We and I, I did a, a series with my brother on Top Golf uh, uh, several years back, and um, I've gotten to know uh, one of the head guys up there, Eric. And they're just—it's it, just amazing how that thing has grown. And I think it helps grow the game. And it's—it's—it's it's, it's like. I don't know. It's like bowling, really. It's just with golf. It's like you really just go there to hang out, eat good food, and drink. You happen to have something to do, you know? Yeah. My wife is not a huge golf fan. She sees yeah. what a golf nut I am. But we get when we go to Top Golf, she has a good time. She enjoys yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's something for everybody. I, I, yeah, I think it's great. It is. It's fun. So I know you mentioned your Georgia Bulldogs had a big win last yeah. weekend over uh, Clemson. Did you? Yeah. Uh, were you, it was a, uh, it was a night game. Were you on stage while that was going on? I was, I was, we, uh, so I saw the, the, we watched the first half and when we went on stage, it was seven, nothing. So I felt really good. And I told the guys, it was so funny. I told, I said, don't, I said, don't give us any updates. Cause Dave went to Georgia too. We're both big Georgia, Georgia fans. And I said, don't give me any updates. Cause I said, if we're losing, it's going to get in my head while I'm on stage. And then sure enough, halfway through the show, I like look over at my security guy. I go, what's the score at? And he and he holds up. He goes ten zero. And so I was like, all right, good. And then finally, you know, um, at the end, I can't remember if I got to catch the last little bit or not. I think it might have ended actually. But uh, he gave me the thumbs up that we won, and that was huge, a huge way to start the season. And that was that's probably going to be our biggest test of the season. Uh, knock oh, on wood. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, <laughs> Florida's, Florida's going to be okay. tough. Don't get me wrong, but I would say Florida, Georgia game is going to be, I mean, oh, I know. Hopefully, it, it, it will be. Well, we won't be undefeated by then. I'll tell you that. Cause we got Bama yeah. week three. Yeah. And I'm not stupid Bama's, enough to think that we're going to, yeah. Did you watch just, any of that Bama? Yes. Game? Yes. They, they they're love just another it. level. They love to embarrass teams, man. I love it. They're just another level of ball, man. They, they really are. Just play, I mean, for Clemson, for example, they lost Trevor Lawrence. New yep. quarterback's not bad, but he's yeah. not Trevor Lawrence. No. Bama just loses one guy and the next one. I know. Looks like he's better. I know. I know. I've got a lot of buddies that are Bama fans and they like to rub it in, but you know, that it's like anything when, you know, uh, when you win that much, you don't appreciate it. So it's like, you know, if, if, uh, if the Bulldogs can pull it off this year, I mean, that's going to be, it's going to be insane for us. I mean, yeah, we're going to, I'm going to lose beat, my mind. You've oh, had them beat two times. We had them beat bad. I was at that game with, uh, with Thomas Rhett and Al Dean. We all went up there cause we're all big Georgia fans and we were all sitting together in the stands and I literally like had turned around to give Al Dean a big old high five and then I heard some screaming. I looked up, and the ball was in the air, and it was like it happened just like that. It was so crazy. I mean, we were one second away from like losing our mind, and then we wow. rode the bus back that night. And it was like 
crickets well, you're that's, so depressed that's a, that's a that's a lonely long ride home it was it was it is but i think you guys are going to be really good uh you're yeah you're playing good okay. our de- always i was about to say our defense is insane um i think if they can if we can get a little bit more more action going on the on the offense uh you know but then our defense is like there's some studs on yeah. defense yeah i'm excited for the gators as well i like our uh our starting quarterback is good. Yeah, we got we got that freshman that played a couple plays, and he yeah. off a seventy four yard run around the corner, and nobody could touch him. They're always tough. I mean, I don't care. No matter what season, the Georgia Florida game is always nerve wracking. I mean, it, it, for some reason, we always play each other really strong. Uh, you know, Will you go this year. It, everything depends on schedule. Um, right. You know, if I've got, uh, obviously we do a lot of touring in the, you know, around this time. Um, but I think I've tour ends around like mid October, but um, I'm going to try to get to a game if I can, um, you know, but I'm not going to lie. I love it. I love the atmosphere, but I love being able to just watch it all unfold on TV. Right. I, I find myself when I go to those games, I'm so distracted and I'm like, I missed, I, I missed half of the plays and it's just like, I don't know. I do. I sound, I, and I always sound really like a real a-hole when I say this. I was lucky enough and absolutely blessed to go to the Super Bowl this year. And I watched oh, well. nice. my, I'm a huge Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Love yeah. him. Love Brady. I was lucky enough to go and watch history happen. Yeah. But when I got home that night, I watched the game again on television. Yeah. Yeah. And my wife's like, why? I said, because you miss so much of it at the game. There's so many things something would happen away from the ball and I didn't see it because I'm watching where the ball is. And so it was, you're right. It it is a different experience. It's fun in person, but it is a different experience on television. You see more of it. No doubt. No doubt. It absolutely is. Older I get, the more I like that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right. I know we're getting old. I know, but you guys are on tour. I know tomorrow night you are in uh, New Mexico. Oklahoma on Friday. I look at my my phone. I never know where I'm going. People laugh so much. I'm like, I'm like, listen, they tell me where to go. Like, yeah, you're in New Mexico. I'm not in control. I'm not in control of my life. (laughs) Same thing at home. And then my wife is like, hey, by the way, uh, this is what we're doing. We're gonna go go here and there. I'm like, just book it and tell me where to be. Tell me what to do. Yeah, New Mexico, and then Oklahoma, and then Texas, and then we're going up to Phoenix. I may try to see if I can't get out there and play some golf in Phoenix. Now that I look at that, that'll be fun. Yeah, no, you got some good schedules coming up. So uh, if they're coming to your town, you should check it out. Uh, you can see the tour, get all the dates at ladyamusic.com. Get tickets at uh, ticketmaster.com. It is a great show. Uh, I know you're also with my buddy, uh, Nico Moon. He is such a good dude. Awesome, man. He's so much fun. I think his music, he brings the party for sure, man. He's yeah. uh, he's just a great guy. So we got we got him. We got Carly Pierce Carly. Out, out with us. And, uh, and Tanel's great. Tanil Arts, an, an, another new young female that is just uh, killing it. So it's it's a it's a jam packed show, man. It's a lot of fun. It really is. You know, another thing I really appreciate you guys are doing is you guys have made it. You guys are there. You guys are you know you're at the top, and you've been able to stay at the top. Well, but for you to be able to reach down and say, "Hey, let's help a Nico Moon. Let's help a Tanil oh. Arts. Let's help a Carly Pierce." For you to reach down and have them on your tour, some, most people have one opening act. You've got three. Yeah. It's well, really awesome to see you guys help other people. And I'll tell you, during Carly's set, there is a surprise. So yes. Sure if you're at the show, you watch that. Yeah. 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 It's no, it's it's a lot of fun. We've got to open up and and kind of learn how to perform, really. I mean, you, you know, I performed a lot growing up in cover bands, but nothing like this where you get up there and really have to put on a pro show and 
And so I think the more that they can get in front of these audiences, you know, that's, that's how we learned open up for uh, our first tour was Martina McBride. And, uh, and then it was Chesney and McGraw and that's how you, that's how you do it, man. It's a, it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't follow Charles on social media, you should, you can see a lot of his, uh, his golf stuff. He also posts lots of pictures of his family and stuff. <laughs> cool to see. Uh, but yeah, I saw you were in Oakmont. So I know that you share a lot yeah. of your golf stuff. You should follow Charles on, uh, on Instagram. He's at Charles K E L L E Y Charles Kelly on Instagram. Charles, thank you for your time, man. Thanks, boss. Appreciate you, man. Really appreciate it and uh, cannot wait. Remember, open invitation anytime you are here in Northeast Florida. Let's do it. Let's do it. uh, You know what? If you come for the Florida-Georgia game and you come a day early, if you have time, we'll play TPC the day before. And in November, it won't be hot. It won't be 100 degrees. That's true. That's true. Well, let me see. I may – I may. if I come down there, I'll probably come down with a couple of my my college buddies. So – so you might have to get a couple room for a couple couple other guys if Absolutely. you don't mind. <laughs> they will they will take very good care of us at uh, All right, buddy. I love but it. I appreciate it, man. Thank you appreciate so much. Appreciate it. Take care. And, uh, next week we will be here with uh another Georgia boy. We'll be here with Harris English right nice. here on the Stripe Show podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you, buddy. Let's take a second to talk about the folks over at Encore Golf. Encore has earned a reputation across the golf industry and with golfers everywhere for its combination of value, performance, and customer service. Their team in Buffalo, New York, is flipping the script on golf technology through perimeter-weighted balls made with the high-density particles and proprietary nanotransitional layer offering players enhanced accuracy, control, and distance. Encore recently added the Vero X1 to its suite of award-winning golf balls, one that already included the Golf Digest gold-rated elixir and low-compression Avant 55. Through its full suite of golf balls, Encore can help transform any golfer's game. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more info about Encore and start revolutionizing your game. Now back to the Stripe Show podcast.